wait, you guys. That's an ominous ass this note. Show. <laughs> Welcome to the PHNX Suns post game show. This show is going to be a lot. I promise you that. Because Chelsea's already here. Oh, man. Because three of them. Oh, my last nerve. What did I do? <laughs> but welcome in. Eric, too. Can't forget about oh him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, damn. But welcome in, everybody, to the PHNX Suns post-game show. Shout out to OGs, who I could really use some of right now, because y'all got my anxiety and stress levels high AF right anxiety. now. Anxiety? What do we do to increase your anxiety? Because I'm stressed, and so I'm anxious, because I would just like to flick you. It's not her mic, so. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Anyway, OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to OGsBrands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's, and find out where you can purchase. Just like the Suns, we're not doing great. (laughs) Those lemon pepper wings ain't going to fucking eat themselves now, ain't they? (laughs) They in Atlanta. They're all going to Magic City after this. That's why they played so shitty in the fourth. Yes, the Suns fall to the Hawks, 129-120. More fourth quarter woes for the Phoenix Suns. What a bummer. I'm so over this. To quote Succession, I love you, but you are not serious people. The fourth (laughs) quarter, that is not serious basketball and has not been uh, for a while now. The turnovers, the poor decision-making, this is all mental at this point. It's got to be because... Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the fourth quarter because the it, it just has got to be mental. They can't go from looking halfway decent in, in you know the first three quarters in a game to looking like they don't remember how to dribble a basketball. At times, it looks like YMCA fourth grade basketball where they're dribbling off themselves. They're throwing a pass where a guy is then like having to walk like he's on a tightrope down down the sideline and stepping out of bounds. Like it's just bizarre. I don't think I've ever seen a team have this kind of weird shift in one quarter in a game perpetually. I yeah. I mean look, the turnovers were bad. I think they had seven in the fourth quarter and they had sixteen for the game. So obviously when you have about half of your turnovers in the fourth, that's gonna be bad. I didn't think that fourth quarter was as terrible as what we've seen recently. Like they only wound up losing it by four points and that's what they lost the game by. Um, It's a recurring issue. I thought last game they went to Booker coming off, you know, starting the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And then this game they went back to what they had been doing. And not that book saved them in the last fourth quarter by any means, but it was trying something different. This night, they went back to what they had been doing because Book got the four fouls, and it just kind of snowballed early a little bit again. But, like, I I can't do this after every loss where we go back to, you know, we need a point guard or this and that and the other thing. Like, they're still 14-6 and over their last 20 games. They're on the sixth game of a seven-game road trip. The Hawks are a team you should beat, absolutely. But the defense wasn't up to par tonight. And they got worked by Trey Young in his I got snubbed from the All-Star game game. And, like, and, and okay, a loss is a loss, whatever. I just I need you to clean up those those bad mental mistakes in the fourth. It yes. is is my problem. Like I I don't need I, I don't need you to win every game. I understand that you're not gonna win every game. I don't care how much talent you have, but those small mistakes, the things that are just ugly basketball that keep occurring is my biggest mm-hmm. concern because even in the in, in some of these wins they've got, they've had those kind of mistakes in the fourth quarter as well. And as we know, if you get to the playoffs and you're doing those things in the fourth quarter, it's going to cost you a series real quick. Mm-hmm. Everybody's pretty hard on Bradley Beal. He's yeah. playing through a broken nose possibly twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. Like shit, man. I, I, mean, I just, like, dude, I, I get it. I get it. He doesn't he didn't play good tonight and he might not be living up to most people's expectations. Mm-hmm. I think there's been there's plenty to be said about his aggressiveness from time to time. I can see that. You can make an argument for that. But tonight's not one of those nights for me. I don't give a shit if he missed all 50. The guy got hit in the nose, was bleeding, was gonna <laughs> go to the locker room, decided no, I'm gonna come back. And he stayed in the game, and he tried to power through it. Like, I'm not going to ding him for this game. You know, everybody's going to talk about, like, you know, like you just said, 14 and 6 in the last 20. And, you know, sometimes people think 
the fourth quarter isn't that big of a deal and all this other stuff. Well, I don't think Bradley Beal's that big of a deal. I think he's going to be fine. In the long term, he's going to figure it all out. But I'm just like, bro, like, have you ever been hit in the nose? And then on top of that, he has gauze up in his nose under the mask. Mm. The guy can't breathe. Right. And he's still out there trying to do his best, man. I'm not even trying well, to throw Bradley Beal on the Still cutting to the hoop. He was aggressive in that way. I, I get that he's missing open threes, but it's happened in part because he can't see right either. When you get hit in the nose like that, it affects everything on your face. And I he agree. Was, he was at damn near 40% from three on the season until the game he got hit in the nose. Since he got hit in the nose, since that game, he is four for 29 from three, which is about 13.8%. Which is like, cheap. It's clearly, yeah, it's <laughs> awful, but it's clearly affecting his ability to knock down the open threes. And it was very obvious tonight. It went 0 for 7. He was 5 for 9 inside the arc. Like, this is not a case of a of a player not being up to snuff or not being good enough. It's a case of he's not knocking down threes because he got a mass in his face. But but also, like, okay, cool. You, you think Bradley Beal shouldn't have played tonight. Or you think he's been trashed all season. Tell me who else is going to play. Right. Who else you got? <laughs> well, any I mean, like, stop with the foolishness. Like, and if you don't have <laughs> – listen – I embrace solutions, not problems. So mm. if you don't want to come to the table in the chat and bring something that's viable, then stop. <laughs> then Can we stop. Trade for Chris Paul? <laughs> but I, look, Beal had 10 assists tonight, too, and four rebounds. He mm. was doing other things. I understand the shooting isn't where you'd want it to be, but you also have to take into account the other things that he was doing as well. And I'm mm. not defending shooting 13%. From three since he yeah. broke his nose. That is abysmal. I terrible. get that. It's, it's not great, but but again, there's there's multiple factors. Like you can't just be like, this guy sucks, he's washed. The contract isn't worth it. Right. When you're also you when you're just choosing to ignore what likely is two broken noses you know, in, in a couple weeks like span. Four days, and we yeah. didn't hear anything about this over the last few weeks when the team was winning and we were praising Bradley Beal for his ability to put pressure on the rim for the way that he was distributing and putting up stats in multiple categories, even though he was third in the pecking order behind Durant and Booker. So don't don't come out here now just because Beal has had a rough stretch playing with a, through a broken nose and act like this has been the storyline all season because it hasn't. He's been doing a really good job. And when the big three are on the court together, they are dominant. They're more dominant than the Brooklyn Nets big three was when they played together. And that was a dominant trio. All so, 12 minutes they played together. Stop. It, was not more, it was more than that. <laughs> My point is, this is a dominant team when they have their pieces available. They need Beal to get right. They need to get his nose right and hopefully stop taking shots to the face. Feels like we haven't had a game where a Suns player hasn't had a shot to the face in like three years, but they need to get through this stretch and they need to continue building. And that's what they're doing. This is a bad loss. It's not a good loss. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But again, 14 and six over the last 20, like there is no reason for us to be freaking out about things like we're back in December again. I mean, the fact that we haven't won in Atlanta since March of 2020 or 2014 is pretty insane. It's wild. I was running the Sun's Twitter account. That's how long ago that was. (laughs) I'm on my fourth career since then. That was a lifetime ago. (laughs) That stat absolutely blew my mind. Mm. And like, I think as much as I can't even wrap my head around the idea, like, granted, I get you play the one year, whatever, but it's still 10 years. Like, how do they have our number so much that we can't win in Atlanta? Well, like, what is it about the Atlanta Hawks or what is it about the Suns going to on. Atlanta that keeps us from being able to snap this losing streak? Let's be fair. From 2014 to 2019, everybody had the Suns' number, all right? That's true. They, yeah. they were like that guy you knew in, uh, in yeah, high school that dated teams everybody, pull all right? Some big wins every yeah. once in a while. I feel like we had in recent years two games where we played the Hawks in Atlanta, and it was like the day of the trade line or the day after a trade. And so the Suns' bench was like completely depleted. I know that mm. that was the case for the KD trade. Yes, last year. Like it was a, we were running, we were running on fumes that day. So I can't sure. imagine how they were feeling. I yeah. mean, to be fair, they have very little bench now, too. So. Yeah. Well, and this year, like you said, we got the Trey Young revenge sort of snub from the All-Star game kind mm-hmm. of situation going on where he was probably feeling some type of way. The crowd was definitely feeling it. Like, you could hear it on the broadcast. Them, and people were tweeting about the crowd out in Atlanta cheering, like, Trey Young All-Star 
or mm-hmm. all-star Trey Young, whichever one it was. Um, so you know they probably had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They were playing with a little bit of edge. Mm-hmm. I, I did not like the amount of threes that the Suns got up. I thought like they should have shot a lot more, especially in that first half. At one point, the Hawks had a 21 to eight advantage in threes and we weren't even halfway through the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it, you gotta, you gotta get them up more. And Grayson Allen only have three. Somebody pointed that out and I shot a million percent. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's another example. Like he's one of your best shooters, run some action for him to get a, get, get a clean shot. Like mm-hmm. you got the players out there to do it. So do it, but they don't do it. To be so. fair. Well, they had 37. I mean, we kept, we keep harping on that between, you know, 35 and 40 in, in that range. They got there. You just can't. I mean, when seven of them come from Beal, who can't, couldn't yeah. hit from there. I mean, that's problematic. They still shot thirty-seven percent from deep. It's just you know, when they did start getting up threes in that third quarter, because I think they had that's like thirteen. Really that's when they were able to take the lead and change the game. They couldn't hold on to it going into the fourth, but that was kind of when it shifted and things opened up offensively. And it was because they were playing faster because they had gotten a couple stops in a row, but. If we're looking for the culprit of tonight's loss, like it's the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Like we can talk about offense and miss threes all day long, but 129 points on 52% shooting, not going to cut it. Well, but we it, brought up three. So why don't we go ahead and look at the rest of the numbers tonight? Presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union, named by Forbes. Oh, what's in the box? So we looked at those threes for the Suns 14 of 37 for 37.8%. For the Hawks, 17 of 44 for 38.6%. Turnovers were, again, a killer for the Suns tonight. They committed 16 uh, to the Hawks. Nine points off turnovers also were rough. The Hawks were able to get 21 points off of the Suns' 16 turnovers, whereas the Suns were only able to get five points off of the Hawks' nine turnovers. And then, of course, fourth quarter points, 25 for the Suns to 29 for the Atlanta Hawks. Turnovers are so annoying with this Suns team specifically because some of them, like, again, we've done this song and dance so many times before. Some of them, I understand. You're getting doubled. Teams are throwing different defenses at you because you have a big three and they have to try different things. But some of them are just so egregious and so sloppy and lazy and it's frustrating as hell. The the frustrating part is a lot of them are live ball turnovers too that lead to very easy fast break points. Mm -hmm. And we said it before in pregame, like the Hawks are a top 10 team in points off turnovers. You need to limit your turnovers against this team because they will make you pay. And that's exactly what happened. They were sloppy with the ball. In some instances, there were... A couple of plays where like Eric Gordon was walking on a tightrope on the sideline and that was just a random unforced scrap play like just things like that that really bring you down and especially in the fourth quarter when this team already gets frustrated by the misses you can't afford to not get those shots up and to give them easy looks off of those turnovers well, and you can't get keep giving the opponent more shots than you get this yep. is se- it was seven uh, more shots tonight than than the Suns got We've seen this in other losses on this trip, the, the two losses. Uh, that becomes a recurring pattern. And so now you're not only you know, having to try to shoot as many threes or more than your opponent, uh, you're, you're also spotting them opportunities that you're not getting. It's just you can't win basketball like that. You can't continually give up more shots than you're taking. It's just the math doesn't work. And on top of that, the shots that you are giving up, a lot of them are open shots. Um, I man, you know, <laughs> there was a couple possessions, and this isn't even movement. Okay, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. I always say Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is in the corner, and Bradley Beal is literally standing next to him. I don't know what Brad was looking at, but the ball got skipped from the other side of the court, right over his head, to Bogdanovich, and then he turns his head, and he's like, "Oh shit." Wide open three. Boom. Mm-hmm. Right there in the front. And he was right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one where Eric Gordon, for whatever reason, I don't know what he was doing, was guarding DeJounte Murray at the top of the key. And he's like looking over here to the left. DeJounte just crosses him over and gets a wide open layup. I'm like, bro, what are you doing out here? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no resistance. And some of these things are just so preventable. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I, I always get frustrated about. It's just like, man, this is just, I just call it nonsensical basketball. Because that's what it feels like. It's just they, these are simple things that you should be able to correct. You know, you always have one eye on the ball and the man. Like, you got you to gotta be right there. How do these things keep happening is just 
baffling. And I think the frustration too is that it's not even just about like this one particular win. Like, cause Gerald, all the things that you're mentioning, like, you know, super long road trip. It's not like the Hawks are a terrible team. And they w- did come into tonight's game with, um, on a two game win streak, beat some good teams. So I'm not saying that the Hawks aren't beatable mm-hmm. by what the Suns standard should be this year. Right. But they're not the bottom of the barrel either, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And, um, but I, all the things that I, I get what you're saying, but it is frustrating that it's the same little things that seem to hurt us. Mm-hmm. It's like death by a thousand cuts, right? Mm-hmm. But every night, it's that. It's, it's just pattern. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we get them patched up just enough mm-hmm. to win the game. Yeah. But other nights, it's like we don't. But it's always the same culprit over mm-hmm. and over and over. Yeah. That's the hard part. It's like, the fourth quarter. It's the turnovers. It's not getting enough threes. And sometimes it's the defense. Although I will say over the last 10 to 15 games, they've been a borderline top 10 defense. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where we pick and choose when we choose to pay attention to some of this team's problems. But like for the people that are saying this proves they need a point guard and the turnovers prove they need a point guard, you need a backup point guard. You need someone to come in there in those minutes when book is resting because those lineups with Beal and Durant struggle they struggle with turnovers. They struggle with getting shots. They struggle with making those shots. They struggle with defense. It all morphs into this horrible start to the fourth quarter. A backup point guard would help you there. You don't need a starting point guard. Look at the numbers from the big three. Look at the numbers from the starting lineup. Look at the turnover numbers from tonight. KD was the one with four turnovers. Bradley Beal had four turnovers. That's where you need a backup point guard for those lineups. So you're cutting down on those turnovers. Your main point guard book only had two turnovers. You can live with that. The thing is, like, you need someone to run the offense for that stretch when Booker's not out there because every piece of data that we have on this team shows that they're just fine with their starting five in terms of executing offense. Did you notice that Devin Booker had zero shots in the fourth quarter? I did. I mean, that that seems like a weird thing. And now they shot well as a team in the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they were 9 of 15. They shot 60%. But mm. it surprised me that Book didn't have any shots. In the fourth. And also, I get that he had four fouls, but Vogel going from making that change, and it seemed to kind of settle them down. There were still some things in that Nets game, but to abandoning it, I, I didn't like that. He's got four, but you need you need to start that fourth quarter off right and set that tone, uh, and you take the chance, I think, mm-hmm. because, because if they had set that tone, they come out – he helps them kind of keep things calm. You don't turn over the ball. You might get a different result here. Instead, we see the same things that happen when you don't have him out there to start a fourth. And then it doesn't matter if he has four fouls because then you're playing, uh, you know, catch up ball and trying to figure out things uh, there in the fourth like you've had to in other situations. I would have just let it ride mm-hmm. and, and taken my chances on him picking up a fifth there. Yeah. 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 And I feel, feel like the chat for the most part agrees with that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was definitely something we all kind of were like, wait, is he really <laughs> going to revert back after just one game? And then obviously we looked at the fouls and realized that was the reasoning behind it. But still, it's like, just commit to it. Yeah, Give it a shot. See what happens. Well, it, do- it doesn't feel like he was even going to do it anyway, even without the four fouls. Because he, he was in, in late in the third, right? right? He pulled him with a minute left, and that was after he got his fourth foul. So if he was planning on doing it, he probably would have pulled him with like two or three minutes to give him a longer rest. But I don't I don't know. Yeah. All I know for sure is that Desert Financial Credit Union wants to hook you up with 200 <laughs> bucks, and you should definitely not leave that on the table. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. And right now, when you open a free checking account online, you're going to get $200 in bonuses. And that's a good deal and a good way to start your weekend off. You can get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Gerald. <laughs> yes. Espo. He said you know. in his best, most gullible flex yeah. voice. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how loud that the chat can be sometimes and fans on Twitter can be sometimes? I do. It, it's deafening, right? Yeah. You know what also is like that, but it's a hell of a lot more fun? What's that? that? Phoenix Raceway, right? (laughs) We got a chance to go out there and visit Phoenix Raceway the other day. And I got to tell you, I've never been a NASCAR guy. I've never been out to a race. I've watched a few. But we got to ride around the track in the pace car. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I won't tell you how fast we went, but we got to ride around the track in the pace car. And I got to tell you, that was some of the most fun I've ever had. Uh, I enjoyed it. And I'm really actually looking forward uh, to the race coming up uh, here next month because I got a, I got an appreciation in a small dose for what those guys go through driving around that track at high speeds. And I'm really looking forward to March 8th through the 10th as the Valley of the Sun roars to life, as they say here, uh, mm-hmm. because that race is going to be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to it. And you can get your tickets for the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway March 8th to the 10th uh, as the weekend promised to have good vibes for the whole family. And you can get your tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. And if you get a chance, I recommend you sit on the hill, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you, it, 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 it's like, looks like the coolest thing in sports. It's like, it's a literal hill that you can go sit on and watch the race and bring your own cooler and tents and stuff. I'm excited for it. Uh, fans are not they're they're not they're not a big fan of your transition tonight. I don't really give a shit what they think. <laughs> because you know what? what? I do it well and they're just haters. Oh, so. wow. I mean I think okay. it's funny. I think it's become one of my favorite little bits on this show. I suppose transition was like the sons in the fourth. That was one <laughs> guy, all right? That was one guy. There was somebody else. Hey, Eli, 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 Eli hates on me. All all time. Time. <laughs> Eli just a hater. All right. I can't Haters really gonna buy hate into that, that one funny. too much, to be completely honest with you. Really? Like Eli. <laughs> um, all right, hey, Gerald. <laughs> yeah. Read between the lines, all right? Are you giving me the 11s? <laughs> I'm giving you the 11s. The okay. 11s. Um, do you, are you guys kind of got all the bad juju from the fourth quarter out of the way? Were we going to talk about the good stuff? Well, we were going to hand out a flower. <laughs> uh, one lone flower. One lone Please. flower. Maybe two. A petal. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll We'll talk about some other stuff then first. There's a couple comments in the chat that were saying, why did it feel like the Suns went away from Nurk when he was feasting in uh, the first quarter specifically? But early on in this game, it kind of felt like they went away from him. And then they also did him dirty by leaving him out to dry against Trey Young multiple times tonight. Mm, yeah, they were their low man coverage was bad on some of their defenses coverages. They it did seem like they were switching Nurk and Eubanks onto Trey Young a little bit there. Um, I think they were probably just trying to show him some size, but I need to go back and watch it, honestly. And as far as like taking him out and not giving him enough minutes or not feeding him enough, I'm so tired of talking about not feeding centers enough. But I feel like <laughs> it's in, different, though, Gerald. Uh, it's different. It's, it's, it, it is. It's different, but it's it the is. Same. It's sort of different because like Nurk will actually punish those mismatches like down low, like he was seven for nine. He was really rolling early on. So I get it to a certain degree, but the game kind of changed. In the third quarter, they opened it up. They were taking a lot more threes, and that's what got them back in the game. So I understand with the way that the Hawks were rolling offensively, the way that Trey was pulling up from 35 feet and drilling everything, you want to get a more switchable lineup out there. So I think that's why they went small with Katie at the five. And for the people that have forgotten, like that's how they won a couple of games recently by going to Katie small at the five in the fourth, and it worked perfectly. It's not going to work every single time. And it didn't tonight, but I thought it was worth a try just to try and change the flow of the game in the fourth there. I agree. I agree. I I I, I get I I, I wish I, I actually agree. I do think that they need to they should have played Nurk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I know they wanted to go small. That's all well and good, but I didn't feel like towards the end of the game that he was really the reason why they were going to lose. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you might as well go ahead and just go with him because he was the only one that was really doing anything significant down low on the block so it, it's just again it wasn't the best game for him the hawks are not a great matchup for him because they do like to get out and run and they have a lot of mobile guys but you know hey when you don't have a lead and you can't impose your will with nurk he becomes a liability to some degree mm-hmm. and that's why the suns when they take the lead they gotta they gotta play a lot more effective and they gotta stop turning the ball over and they gotta play smarter but they don't and when they get to the fourth quarter, Nurk sits at, at some points and they go with different lineups to try and test and get back into the game. And they did that when they were down 20 to Chicago. They did that when they were down 20 to the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried to do it again tonight. Yeah, I mean, I I get what they're trying to do. I also sometimes think Frank Vogel gives a little too much into the other team's style of play. We did mm-hmm. see early on Nurk was effective. He was 7 of 9. And and was effective around 
around the rim. So I, I don't know. I, I I understand why he went to that lineup because, as you said, it, it's had success. But it didn't feel like it mattered much what they were going to go to. It, it, once once that fourth started, it, you kind of just felt like, okay, this is one of those nights where they may not get control back in this fourth, and you got to try something, and they tried it with Katie at the center. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at it, I guess. How much of this loss do you put at the feet of Frank Vogel and the coaching staff? So we got a super chat from Scott. Thank you for your super chat, Scott. said, time to replace Vogel with Young. If Young doesn't work out, then hire Kerr in the offseason. Um, but beyond this comment, there were quite a few in the chat that have been pointing out coaching as one of the culprits for this fourth quarter continued struggle bus i think this is a i think this is a, a meltdown by a lot of different people and coaching included you mm -hmm. know i don't know why they went away from the book starting the fourth quarter minutes um i thought that that's something that that at least slowed down the chaos that was happening in the fourth quarters of late mm -hmm. and um but they opted to sit book down i get the four fouls but you know it's the fourth quarter it's just i don't know i i i, I am confounded by this team and by Frank Vogel at times. I just don't understand some of the decisions that they make. Uh, and it leads to a lot of distrust about this team because I don't know what to believe in. Like mm -hmm. the numbers will tell you one thing, but then you look at how they play sometimes and you're like, man, but my eyes are telling me something completely different. And it's super frustrating. You know what I mean? And so this is just another example of that. And Frank Vogel, is he's got to do better. He, he does have to do better. He's got to understand what is really going to work against a team like the Hawks. And I felt like he was experimenting a little too much, especially in the second half, with guys that weren't really performing. I mean, who who, who like who was yeah. who was not performing? Well, like Eubanks wasn't to... wasn't playing very well, and I'm like, I get you gonna you're gonna throw him in there in spot minutes. I get that, but I didn't feel like he was really a factor like he had been. He had been playing at a high level. Mm. He wasn't playing very well. I would have I would have preferred to stick with Nurka a few more times yeah. than than Eubanks. Uh, KBD was pretty good in the first half. I thought in the second half I thought he was he was kind of. Not really much of a factor. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, you got Metu and you got Nas a little on the side, and I know there's other yeah, things going on, but yeah. that's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the Eubanks minutes. He still brought some energy. He had six points on three to three shooting, four, four rebounds. There were a few times I would have rather he grabbed the ball than tip it out and stuff. Yeah. I just... My 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 issue is is the book thing. You know, I think from time to time... Frank could he falls into that Monty thing where he doesn't take a timeout when when runs start happening a little bit. I disagree. Yeah. I feel like he's really like, good about that. I it. I don't know. I think we're. I think we're. This nitpicking. is a perfect example. It's confounding. You don't know what to believe in, and it's mm -hmm. it's it's confusing sometimes. Sometimes there's a rhythm to it. Sometimes there's not, and that's that could be said for players and coaches. Like I just. Don't but know I, what to see. But I feel like our impulse when we're confused by something or when something doesn't make sense on the court is to chalk it up as a coaching thing and call it that. Like, oh, the coach isn't motivating them the right way or the coach isn't doing this and that. I agree. I think books should start fourth quarters and they need to tinker around with that mm -hmm. a little bit more and continue to experiment. I was kind of disappointed they went away from that tonight. But like Vogel is not the reason that Kevin Durant is getting stripped. He's not the reason that Eric Gordon is tiptoeing on the sideline and falling out of bounds. Like these are plays that veterans of their caliber should be able to make. And a lot of their missed shots, their defensive lapses, their turnovers, like these are just confounding plays because we don't understand why players this good are not figuring I it out in that regard. That That's might not a be, coaching thing. But that might be why you're looking to blame the coaching staff is because you're like, it's Kevin freaking Durant. Like it, but Kevin freaking like, Durant turns the ball. He's turned the ball over like that for years. Like he's been a high turnover guy, but he's phenomenal in every other area of the game. Like going back and watching his tape from Brooklyn when he first came here, I was kind of flabbergasted. Like, damn, he gets kind of he loses the handle a little bit. He gets stripped more than I thought he did, honestly, at this stage. But everything else that he does is way more important than that. So it's just one of those things that when you have superstars, they're going to have the ball a lot. They're going to turn the ball over quite a bit you hope that they're not the live ball ones that kd has sometimes where he throws it cross court gets picked off for pick six like that's i don't know i i tend to agree i 
I, I get I, I'm there with Saul that this team is confounding in a lot of ways, and I don't understand what is what. The thing that I think this team loses focus sometimes, it feels like. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I don't think that's on the coach, but like we were talking before the end, they were over the last 10 games before this, they were ranked second in offense, net offense, 11th in net defense. But it still felt like at times their defense kind of breaks down. Mm-hmm. At certain times, the rotations aren't quite there. And I don't know, is that coaching or is that these guys kind of losing focus? Because defense is all about focus and knowing where you're supposed to be and who's rotating, all those things. But to Saul's point, it's all confounded. I don't know why this team has these moments where they just disappear uh, and and turn into a team that that reminds you very much of 19 win Suns teams in the way they take over or don't take care of the ball or don't rotate appropriately on defense. My concern is that there might I don't think there is this mindset, but my concern is the mindset that kind of reflects a lot of what is, is some of us say from time to time is that like you know we got time to work these things out. They'll get better as the season goes on. There's still time. There's still time. And, yeah, there is still time until there isn't. Mm-hmm. And you get eliminated. Then you're like, damn, we probably should have fixed this, this, and this. You know what I mean? And so I just hope that, that we're not going towards that path where we see these things. You know, Book Book said that in the in the 64-win season, there were things that needed to be improved. But because they were winning, it kind of hid those blemishes. And they're not winning nearly as much as they were in that 64-win season right now. But because you have the talent of the big three, maybe it's giving you a false sense of security that, you know what, at some point we're all going to click and it's going to be okay. And I'm just not that fervent of a believer that that's going to be the case. At some point, you have to improve. You have to be better with the ball. When you have in the, the high teens amounts of turnovers for a professional basketball team, that is going to cost you games. And it has for the Suns multiple times. Mm-hmm. When you get out-rebounded, when you get less shots than the other team, like it feels like every single game we're getting less shots than the other team right now. And it's mm-hmm. just, it, these are the things that, that can be prevented and need to be prevented if you have any aspirations of doing anything in the playoffs. And that's my concern. But wouldn't you say though, I, I totally sure. agree with that. Cause I don't, I don't think it's a guaranteed that this team is just going to suddenly click sure. and magically be yeah. a title contender. But when you say we should probably wait until after they played 20 games together to start ruling definitively either way, like there's still only, what was this game? 18. I'm tired of waiting. I know you are. I know everyone is, but like, I keep going back to this. It's not going to fucking happen on your terms. It's going to happen when they but, get enough but, reps together. Like, that's what it is. But, but, but okay. I'm tired. So, so, I, I, so this, is, this is my other thing, okay? Mm. If we're going to say that, are we talking about just the big three or the entire team? I'm talking about the big three. I'm talking about the starting lineup. I'm talking about more games for him to figure out, okay, who is in this rotation, this playoff rotation? Because it feels like we're getting closer if you look at the guys that have been playing over this last week or two, it's Drew Eubanks, it's KBD, it's Josh Okogie, it's Eric Gordon, and all four of them have showed flashes of moving towards something more stable, like True. moving towards something a little bit more consistent. Like Gordon was shooting the lights out. He was only two for five tonight, but he's been good. Okogie had a string of good games, wasn't great tonight. Um, but Drew Eubanks, three for three, I think he's missed like two shots in the last two weeks overall. Like we're getting closer, but it's not going to magically click it's not going to happen overnight, and they're still being able to string along wins while they face these junk defenses that they're seeing every night. So I get it's frustrating, but but that's kind of going back to what you were talking about when Book was saying we're getting adversity, we're seeing different looks, we're seeing all this different stuff. Like it's not going to be smooth sailing; it's going to be choppy waters. But you hope that when you get through the other side of it, you're prepared for a lot of what you're going to see come playoff time when you are getting hit with all these junk looks and all these different things that they're going to throw at you. I, I get it. And I understand the games with the big three Sunday marks the 50th game overall for the team. I get mm. the big three at that point. will have only played 19, but we're seeing the same mistakes. If there were like a bunch of different things and it was different things that were occurring that were causing the issues, mm. I, I tend to agree, but we're seeing the same mistakes. The same losses. Kind of, in losses, yes. 
And no, we no. can't just ignore well, the wins. No, 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 no not necessarily. Not necessarily. It happens and wins. Yeah. The Suns just are able to get the win, yeah, but the they're quarters, still yes. there. Well, well the no, just quarters, like in yes. general, like like for instance, like I can understand chemistry issues when when you think somebody's going to make a backdoor cut and they don't, and you throw the backdoor cut and it goes out of bounds. Like I can deal with that kind of stuff, but mm. it's the it's the dribbling off the foot. It's the lazy passes that they have full control over, but they're just playing sloppy. That's just sloppy basketball, and that mm. happens in the wins and the losses. It's not just it's not just the losses for sure mm-hmm. um you know and and those are the things that need to be signed up and even in the wins they've been out rebounded before in the wins they've given up more shots to the other team in wins too but again like either they're going to address it and get better about it or they're not and i don't know if those things specifically those things mm-hmm. turnovers and rebounds are they going to get better just because they're playing more together as a team by the time they get to game 82 i don't know yeah i think i think that's the fear is okay Sure, they need more time, but you're running out of time as well. And, mm-hmm. it, okay, what happens if they don't get it together? Well, you have no options after, yeah. you know, six days from now to make any any changes. So then you, it winds up just being a lost season because nothing does change uh, even with more time. And I think that's the fear for people. That's mm-hmm. why it's the... I want to know now because I'm not going to have an opportunity to change anything. The shit show is coming. And if they don't fix it right now, they will not have any other opportunities to be able to fix them in the off season and moving forward. And that's the panic that, that I was talking about. It's like, you know, like this team is going to be extremely limited moving forward after this trade deadline season. So, there's a little bit of a sense of urgency, I would say for sure. And that's, maybe that is contributing to a little bit of the panic that we have after some of these losses because we're hoping that they're going to figure it out because we feel like, shit, you know, like I don't know what's going to happen after this season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and just the expectations that we all had coming into this season too. Like, don't get me wrong. I know we talked ourselves into some of the guys that are coming off the bench for the squad. But like mm-hmm. as far as the big three – the starters, like Grayson Allen has outperformed what I think we all anticipated him to. So that's been a pleasant surprise. But even knowing that that was a surprise, I still think we expected, you know, the big three plus Grayson Allen or the starters, whoever that fifth starter was, to be better than sort of what we've gotten all season. And I know a large majority of the reason has been injuries. Mm. And that's out of their control entirely, but it doesn't it doesn't fix the feeling like you can you you have the the logical side of your brain that's telling you, well, injuries make things harder to find chemistry and to build it and to go through all of this and figure it out and iron out the wrinkles. But emotionally, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I get that. I'm I'm, but I'd never approach it from a place of emotion like it's. I'm sorry. They haven't played 20 fucking games together. Like, yeah, but what are we eight, doing? They're at 18. Is two games going to change anything? But I'm, I'm not saying I, the I 20 know. mark is, <laughs> makes a big difference. I'm saying they haven't even fucking played 20 games together I, yet. I, like, I, we're, like we said coming into the season, we need to see them play 50 to 60 ideally for us to feel good. And even then, they're still at a continuity disadvantage compared to a team like the Nuggets, compared to... Like, even at this point, they're going to be at a continuity disadvantage severely to a team like the Clippers. Like, that is something that talent and, like, sheer wheel, will is going to have to overcome. But, like, they're not even they're not even 40% to what we wanted them to be to feel okay about them in a playoff series. And that's, that's the hard part for me, is that, like, I don't know if they're going to get to that point. Let me, let's, I want to turn a negative and into a positive. What have you seen... That has encouraged you in the 18 games that as they get more reps, that they will be able to turn into something closer to what we expected. The fact that they're 14 and six since after that Christmas beatdown that got, the fact that their big three like has an astronomical net rating together, the fact that their starting lineup has an astronomical net rating, like we do this thing where we're the prisoner of the moment and only look at one specific game. And I get, we have to do pregame and postgame shows. I <laughs> get paid that to do thing. that. Gerald. <laughs> but like when you look at the overall picture, there are going to be bad losses throughout yes. the season. Every team sustains it. The Celtics got their ass beat by the Clippers the other night, like a couple of weeks ago. They're still one of, if not the best team in the NBA, it happens. Like, obviously you don't want it to happen to a sub 500 team, but all the numbers point to when this team is at full strength, they're really good. And so the fact that they've been able to build on that 
and string together 14 wins and 20 tries is encouraging to me. Gerald, one last question. Can we switch seats? Because I feel like that is the positivity seat. <laughs> and I want to see if I can I, I can tap hey, into that energy. <laughs> you might be on to something, Espo. I feel you like this seat has something. power. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I think Eric in the chat has figured it out for us. Just send Emma Stone on all the road trips. There you go. Problem solved. Problem literally <laughs> solved. Eric, you're a genius. Matt Ishbia owes you a million dollars. Not that, Eric. <laughs> the show, Twitter, the chat, Eric. <laughs> you and I are still in a fight. Um, Espo, you and I are also in a fight. Oh, was this an ad transition? Because you bet against <laughs> you bet against my guy Nurk, and you jinxed him tonight, and that's why he lost the tip. And no. I'm so mad at you for it. Hold on, a I don't have that kind of power. If I did, we'd have forty. You are literally the Phoenix. jinx. Uh, let me no. Hold on. I'm kind of pissed off at you here too because what? the deal was we were gonna, you were gonna bet Nurk, I was gonna bet uh, Capella, Shoot, and we were gonna do that, and you screwed up. So instead of me being able to gloat, you're sitting here telling me that I'm you're the problem right. when you're the problem. All well, right? I forgot. You should have yeah, reminded okay, me. Chelsea. Oh, it's always That's your fault. always my job. <laughs> you should have. When you saw that I sent it a bet that wasn't that Damn, one, you should have reminded Lins, he me. He got you. He got <laughs> you. I, I ain't your dad. I didn't I need I'm to not tell you. Oh. I totally forgot about that one. But it's a good thing I forgot because I picked something else and I won my bet. So that means Espo and I both won tonight. Saul and Flex both lost tonight with the Suns. So uh -oh. right now. Right now, we are looking at Saul with a, a 146. Oh, no. Espo, you took the lead lead. Yeah. The king is back. Oh, no. Oh, Dang God. it. It's the worst day ever. Espo's in the lead at 163.50. Saul is in second at 146. I'm in third with $90.56. And Flex is still in the negative. Minus 26.01. Hello down there, Flex. I know. <laughs> blessings. <laughs> If you guys want to get in it's on the action with the BetMGM Sportsbook app, make sure you sign up using the promo code PHNX because all you have to do when you use that promo code to sign up is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $5 and you're going to receive 158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope 467 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Get stuffed, Ontario. Four Peaks, New Beer, New Year, <laughs> Bad no. Birdie, Juicy well. Golden Ale. You Am broke I not him. allowed to do over, ad reads? Overcorrecting. <laughs> Y'all broke him. Gerald, how do I fix this? What you know? I do I? It, what do I need to do? I think you need to go to the fridge and get yourself a Four Peaks. That's beer. my man. <laughs> That's how you get it back on track. Four you. Peaks is the best local brewery. Uh, I love the beers there. And the newest, uh, the Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale is a perfect pairing for when you're out there on the links playing some golf. I may not play well, but at least I have some fun, thanks to my <laughs> friends over at Four Peaks. Uh, I highly recommend you check them out and visit them at Four Peaks slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. Check out four, at Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And please, drink responsibly. Yes. All right, let's take a peek at some Super Chats here. So Don sent us one. Thank you, Don. They said Booker with zero shots in the fourth quarter against a terrible Hawks defense. Suns keep finding new ways to screw themselves in fourth quarters. Not wrong. Mm. Yeah, he um, needs a shot. <laughs> Travis sent us one. Travis said the MB we need isn't Bridges. It's more bowl. <laughs> I would have tried that in the fourth. I mean, I mean why not? <laughs> he was playing well before he got hurt. Give him a shot. Yeah, yeah. Give the people what they want. Like, if we're going to take L's, at least let us watch Bobo play a little basketball. 
I love that we're acting like they're on a nine game. <laughs> please, we need Bobo. <laughs> Entertainment value, please. Uh, Kev sent us one. Thank you, Kev. They said fourth quarter curse, real AF, hashtag real cheeks clinic <laughs> with a peach emoji and a hospital <laughs> emoji. Not a whole clinic. That's <laughs> everybody giving us thumbs down. <laughs> we're not the ones saying it. Jesus. Real cheeks oh, clinic. They're not giving us thumbs down for the super chat. Mm. No, Real they're mad at clinics. us for a bunch of other things. Is that yeah. is that where you get the ass implants? Like is that <laughs> the cheeks clinic? <laughs> <laughs> the real cheeks clinic. Oh no. Nice. Che- Hold on, we need a cheeks theme song. We need to come up with we something for, oh, for yeah, the we cheeks. Came, we came up with one for for Gordon. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> we'll get to that at some point. But I need something with cheeks. A logo, a song, something oh, to, to come. We, we should do something with it for sure. Oh, uh, D Nice sent us one. Thank you. They said. The defense continues to be their Achilles heel. It will be. It will be. No, I mean it's gonna be the whole season. They they they're not a they're not I, I know the the they're they improved this past couple weeks, but I just don't think in their DNA they're a bunch of like defensive dogs. But you don't need them to be. If they score at a high level and you can get them, you know, to be just a relatively decent defensive team and that's why i go back to the whole like standing and watching your guys shoot right in front of your face kind of thing or just not just being lax on defense and not not really being locked in those are the types of things that they're going to have to prevent when they get to the playoffs Mm. and if they can do that then they're going to be they're going to be okay but i mean we've seen them do this a little too much for my liking yeah Turnovers and defense are the biggest concerns like especially because the turnovers are all so sloppy for the most part Michael sent us one and they said fourth quarter solutions trade for a point guard or D wing or time. Uh, how do we trade for time? <laughs> Can we, we no, no, that was just the first oh, one. Trade oh, for a point damn. guard or D wing. They're separate. Because if we could trade for some additional time before the playoffs, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to give up all the second. Yeah, numbers. you can have all the cash considerations <laughs> for all the time. Ideally, a backup point guard and a wing would be nice, but I don't know if you can pull off both. Yeah. You, the only way you're pulling that off is if somehow, some way, you find something on the buyout market that is that is going to suffice, and I just don't see that happening. So, yeah. I'll read the next one. Killer Rex said, "If we played better, Ishbia wouldn't feel like he needs to go make a move to get Miles Bridges." And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, if that ends up happening, that's. I mean, listen. I think you you are looking at your options if you're the Phoenix Suns. If this team was playing at a higher level, you're probably not looking as desperately as you are looking. But if they make a move like this, that clearly shows that they're desperate for another move. Because otherwise, why would you make a move like that? I don't know, man. That's that's tough. They're winning at a 70% clip since that Christmas beatdown. I feel like that's a high percentage. But I get the overall picture, I guess. I, I, I think a lot of this comes down to you backed yourself into a corner in terms of trade assets yeah. and, and stuff. And if you go value hunting, that's you wind up in weird places to try to find that. And I feel like that the entire trade deadline is that situation right now. You're trying to turn Nasir Little, some second round picks and another minimum guy into something that can help you win a title. And I just don't know you can really do that. So you're over, you know, you're turning over some weird rocks right now to try to, to try to find that answer. And it puts you in weird situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you guys are curious about the latest on miles bridges, flex and Espo have a video up on our YouTube page right now. Um, with the latest, as far as that goes. So check it out after the show is over, but don't leave yet. Trevor sent us another super chat. They said, hate to say, I don't trust this team when it's close. That's fair. I It gives me anxiety as well. <laughs> I definitely don't trust them as much as I trust Chris Paul. No. <laughs> Who was it? Gerald said somebody tweeted tonight, I really miss uh, Chris Paul turning the ball over one time each month. Yeah. That was yeah. Max Potter, I agree. I think, okay. Yeah. okay. I also... You know, we'll be happy when somebody isn't, you know, randomly injured in the playoffs if that occurs too. Like, fucking knock on the wood, man. Jesus. Touch metal, whatever your, your thing is. <laughs> but, sir, have you seen our team right now? Oh my God. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, man. We just had on. a guy take two broken noses we, in a week. Okay, but do you, do you, you remember how much? Fate. Hold on. Do you remember how much everybody <laughs> no, crapped? Hold on, as well. Lindsay, you don't get to talk because of the bet you didn't make. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> 
Like I made him off monster. Oh, man. Uh, but do, you, do we remember how much we complained about Chris Paul, too? We yeah. can't be happy yes. in this town. It's always complaining. It was a joke. Everybody complains, <laughs> and I'm sick of it. It was a joke. Sick of it. We were having fun. Serenity now. Where are we? <laughs> Who's we? Tim from Phoenix sent us a super chat and said, meh, I ain't mad at this loss. The smack beal in the face strategy doesn't seem sustainable, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, we going to talk about that trade video with Espo and Flex? We just did, Tim. I'm, we just did. I'm kind of afraid that that smack beal in the face becomes more sustainable the more often it happens. Well, no. Because it ain't going to heal if you yeah. keep getting smacked in the face. God, yeah. it's so bad. Uh, Lucas sent us one. They said, I wish I didn't have to say this, but Hawks have our hashtag. Our number. <laughs> Why did I read that as hashtag? I didn't read that. Hawks because have of, our hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hashtag. They still coming in hot. Hashtag cheeks. Listen. In the ATL. At least I didn't read it as pound sign. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it, is, it is. I think it's clapped. Then. Hashtag lemon pepper Lou. <laughs> it is the peach day. Why wouldn't I read it as Full a hashtag? Oh, Whatever. Yeah. What did I say about Atlanta to cause this? I wish I didn't have to say this, but Hawks have our number, especially in Atlanta. But on the good news, Yotes are more than likely buying land up here in North Phoenix. (laughs) Hey, I'll say this. I'm not much like oh my God. much like Gerald won't uh, judge this team until uh, mm-hmm. uh, until they have more time together. I will not celebrate till there's shovels in the ground and they're actually building an arena. Yes. All right. Yeah. I've learned my lesson. Uh, Charles sent us one, but I don't see any words on Charles' super chat. But thank you, Charles. And Lucas sent us one and said, is the sky falling, everyone? Laughing face emoji, crying face emoji, laughing face <laughs> Did emoji. Did it ever stop? This guy is always falling. It's been falling for three years. Hugs and Hugs has been hitting us up all night. They said, we want Shane. Where's Shane? Does anybody know where Shane is? Shane's starting to think retired. Pugs, I'm starting to think Pugs and Hugs is Shane's burner account. Yeah. Hugs I haven't and Hugs seen... is Shane. I haven't seen Pugs and Hugs in a hot minute. Right? <laughs> I think we found Shane, Shane's burner. Shane's drunk. <laughs> we want in Las Shane. Vegas <laughs> out of Winnebago just going, I need my Shane. <laughs> Hi, Pugs and Hugs. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Psycho Blue sent us one and said, I'd say trade everyone, but we're about to. <laughs> I mean, only some Katie of for them. LeBron. Stop. Why are you trying <laughs> to become a dislike button? kidding. Flood the dislike at this point, I guess. Oh. It's happening. No, don't do that. It's already happening. Well, don't encourage it. I encourage you to hit the like button. Yes, That's thank not going to change anything. Uh, Lucas sent us one and said, like EJ said, let's focus on how we can help Bridges rather than focus on his disgusting side. I have no problem trading for him so long as he changes. Well, uh, that is your super chat. As they I say, did, the I, proof is in the pudding. I did like EJ's thoughts, so check him out on the YouTube page. There's a, a clip there that you can hear what Eddie Johnson had to say on the subject as well. Very well thought out. I'm just going to say briefly, it's not on the Suns to rehabilitate this person, mm-hmm. and redemption for Miles Bridges is not going to come on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to buy into that idea at all. Um, I, mean, we I don't think he's saying it's just the basketball court, though. We did put a poll in the chat. Not to completely 180 this conversation, um, but they said on a scale of one to ten, how confused are you about the Suns team? Zero to two had 13 percent of the votes. Three to six had 31 percent of the votes, and seven to ten got 55 percent of the votes. So everyone's pretty confused sometimes around the Suns team. I'm confused by the poll. Was one the the yeah, highest level? Is here. ten? I don't. The poll confuses me as much as the team. <laughs> Blame <Damn> it. it. <laughs> Blame Rudy, but you put zero to two as an option. That's why. I got that. Oh my God. Eric's over here like, a scale of one to ten confuses you? What do you mean? And now he's like, I get it, I get it, I get it. Oh my goodness. Um, You know what else is fair? Empire Today with their prices and the quality of their work, making sure you are getting everything you deserve in new flooring for your home. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience. 
the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. You can schedule a free in-home estimate today, and anybody um, listening can receive a $350 off discount when you use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details and to check out their super awesome floor visualizer. How does, uh, how does somebody get skewered for a poll? You've done the unthinkable, Ruby, Rudy. <laughs> hey, uh, Gerald, can you do me a favor? And Eric, I'm going to need your help. Can you read RG's comment for me here? RG's comment. Where are we looking? Right there. You're not, right there. Oh, shut up, Espo. <laughs> I will not because I'm going to tell you about my friends over at OGs, all right? Damn. How about that for an address? That was a On a scale of zero to 45, uh, was that good or bad? <laughs> it was yes, and it's just yes or no. It was creative. <laughs> <laughs> It's Flavoring Friday, and as we know, our uh, our producer, Rudy, has already been in the back of OGs. But if you want to enjoy the rest of your Friday, we recommend Arizona Scratch-Made THC Gummies. They are the best on the market, and they have two new products uh, that you're going to love, the OGs Naturals and the Big OGs, and the Big OGs is amazing. It's 100 milligrams, and it's giant, and then it's cut into 10 milligram slices. Some people call us the Big OGs. Uh, they do. Who? Uh, <laughs> who? He said whomst. Who? Who what? Who calls you that? Who calls you that? Some people. <laughs> hey, some people. Some the, people. Name the, them. the people that know. Names yeah. or it's yeah. a lie. No, it's <laughs> not a lie. Names no, or it's a lie. It's our peeps. Tracy and Estella. Oh, there we go. Okay. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, that's a second mic drop. Oh, Espo. look at that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to slander <laughs> your wives? No, I like them. You two, on the other hand, Tracy's take that, there. Chelsea. Why don't you go have some OGs and calm down <laughs> and to learn more about OGs yeah. gummies and where you can find them, Chelsea? Head over to ogsbrands.com. <laughs> Why did you sound like that one character off of South Park? How'd <laughs> oh, you just take some OGs and calm down? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hat. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> my wife, Tracy, lies. <laughs> Tracy knows nobody calls you guys that. Thank you, Tracy. I appreciate you. Oh, Lucas. Hey. Um, Lucas, you're a big OG, so not Espo, though. Oh, there you wow. go, baby. That's my homie. Wow, Lucas. How disappointing. Um, are, have we been? Have we talked enough trash about the team? Did we hand out a flower yet? We can. Like we like, were supposed to do that two I seconds know, ago. I know, but then Kev got mad and Kev said we don't want flowers when we lose. Really, but we're like an hour in, so can we just do it? Really quick, uh, Cool just had a great name for another segment we can do. It's called Hope and Dope. Oh, God. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love it. Dope. Uh, okay. Why do I feel like that might be our nickname for fl- uh, for for like me and Flex yeah, sometimes? It might, it might be. <laughs> okay, we're going to hand out a flower. It's our big, bright, shiny star. Is it? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, hey, Katie. I'm a big, bright, shiny star. I'm a big, big, bright, bright, shiny, shiny star. It's Kevin wow. Durant, everybody. Wow. <laughs> Are, did you take OGs for real for real? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did, apparently. Uh, he finished wow. with 35 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, flirted with a triple-double tonight. He had two steals and a block. Um, KD is our big, bright, shiny star for the second night in a row. Mm-hmm. Fortunately... Unfortunately, we could not get the dub, though. No. He was great tonight. Like, we talked about the turnovers and whatnot, but he was phenomenal overall, 35-8-8. Eight and eight. Like, he had another really well-rounded game. Second game in a row, he's been great. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate they weren't able to pull it out and play better in the fourth. Did did he have three? It was three dunks or four dunks? He had, yeah, I mean, like four, I think. It was impressive. His mm-hmm. ability to go to the rim tonight, uh, his shooting... Katie's amazing. I, there's no other way to put it. I mean, he's fantastic offensively. He did a little everything. Turnovers, we all know. They all have to clean up that. So mm-hmm. I was I was impressed with him. Um, okay, Eric in the chat. Eric in the chat, not producer Eric, mm-hmm. had a great idea, which we actually talked about doing tonight, but we thought it would be way too mean. Uh-huh. But we literally discussed this tonight, Eric. Eric said flowers and now introducing 
cheeks of the game. <laughs> I we mean, literally talked about doing this tonight, but who, it would be too mean, you the, guys. The we sponsorship can't do it. scares me. Oh, we can't no. do it. Oh, that can't be a sponsored yeah. segment. Oh, yeah, it can. Come on, man. There's got to be someone out there that wants to sponsor that kind of stuff. Rudy's oh. Barbecue. Like, as <laughs> funny as that is, we just, like, it's too much. It's too much. I don't know. All right. A couple more super chats that have come in. Pugs and Hugs said, but you never told me where Shane is. I don't He's know where Vegas. Shane is. In a Winnebago. He's actually on his way back from Mobile to Vegas. Okay. Shane has literally been just rolling around the country in a Winnebago. Winnebago. However, comma, after the Super Bowl, he will finally return. Yay. We get our shame Sorry, back in about Rudy. two weeks. <laughs> well, it's not to our show. <laughs> no, Rudy's staying, Rudy. <laughs> Don't inspire confusion <laughs> in the chat. There is no way sauce. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't even get it at first. I was like, wait, what? Please tell me you fired that because of what I said about you and not yeah, something yeah, happening. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, that, I got nervous. <laughs> what? He fired the breaking news sounder. <laughs> oh. I got Man, real nervous. You're talking about the worst time ever for any news to drop? It would be right now. No. Uh, I am not in the mental Hurry, capacity. let's get out of here. Hurry. Uh, Cesar sent us. We would come right back. I don't know where she thinks she would go. Run away. <laughs> what? If I don't see it, it doesn't happen. Pull a fire alarm. You, just, you could just pull a saw and act like you're sleeping. <laughs> Cesar uh, sent us one and they said, how many likes for a Roman ad read by Espo? Oh. Uh, a lot, Cesar. <laughs> a lot. Okay. Hey, I will read any ad if they pay me money. So it's not likes. It's dollar dollar bills. We can't, we can't give uh, ad reads to non-sponsors anymore because Max... Um, our beloved Max uh, will absolutely rip our throats out. So, can I? I mean, I said it last game. I'll say it again. Max can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I just realized? Sorry, Max, just I, I'm so disappointed that I didn't save what I did at the beginning of pregame for, post -game, you for post game because it would have made Saul so goddamn it uncomfortable. Made him so mad. You still got those clips? Should we show? Oh, no, should we no, show the clip? No, no it's fine. So we don't have to. We don't have to. <laughs> oh, I'll just no. send all the clip uh, multiple times via text tonight. So. Pugs and hugs said, "Let's go till midnight," and then Nate said, "We off the rails." Mm. Yeah, well, it's Friday. It is. <laughs> That's Friday. just kind of how it is. I feel like Fridays are just one of those nights where sometimes things just get a little rowdy. Yeah. Also, like I, I think just listen at the end of the show. And it, it was a kind of a crappy game to watch. It didn't really feel great. And it felt like a scheduled loss for uh, for some reason to me. It was just like, eh, scheduled loss. I'm not even really that upset about it. I'm mm -hmm. just like, all right, well, move on to Washington. They got yeah. Washington next, right? Yeah. yeah. Beat yeah. Washington, yeah. close the trip out right. with a winning record. And yeah, we get to see, um, you know, Beal. And then we get to see the other guy you got traded for. I can't wait for Beal's uh, video. I could think I don't have to watch it. <laughs> it's guy. like at four in the morning on Sunday. I didn't like have to watch it when he came here, and I don't have to watch it when we go there. Oh, how, how well Kismet. that worked out. Kismet. Okay, do we have your videos, or are we not doing that? I, I say we don't do it. I say oh, we we're don't. not doing that. I don't okay. want to punish Saul like that. I was ready for it. All right, fine. Fine. Play, oh my play the God, original videos then. Yeah, Let's play go. them. Go. Let's hear it, even though you don't know the difference between Oscar and Cookie Monster. Let's hear what you've got. Don't put any pressure on it. Let it go. Let it fly. <clears throat> oh, Lord. Oh, no. What was, oh, no. What was that? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Brock Purdy isn't a game manager. He's a game changer. Sesame Street starting five. Who you taking? Ooh. Okay. Okay. First of all, my start five. Cookie Monster. Definitely that, okay? It ain't just me, Bookman. Would you rather deal with those I mean, two cookie monster voices? I suppose it's actually good. And I'm not trying to throw shade at them because doing a cookie monster voice is not easy. Uh. But at I, least Espo's actually sounds like Cookie Monster. How great was that? Lindsay, Lindsay can't even slightly slander me to God. Like, I mean, I give you credit for trying. <laughs> no, I just don't want to compliment you after tonight and all your shenanigans. Me, me don't like Chelsea. Chelsea mean. That's right. Remember, that's so I don't forget it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really don't have any thoughts on that. But his is actually better than theirs. Is it? Yes. 
Is it? It sounds, yeah, it sounds more like sounds Cookie like Monster. Yoda. It all sounds the same to me. Bro. No. It all sounds the same to me. You're full of it. Why do I feel like I said you're no all cheeks and I'm I, I feel like Saul has never seen <laughs> Sesame Street now. I'm questioning if he's ever seen Sesame Street. Maybe not. Um, Kev asked, what is this segment? This is the Friday night segment. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> this is the we need we're to just go. fucking around. <laughs> yeah. That's all we're doing. Okay, so we'll head out. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's we a lot, appreciate Kevin. You just you. ruined the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's like mom and dad. Like, right, it's time for bed. And I have to go home now. <laughs> all right. Oh, Kevin. Mm. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Sorry, Kevin. I didn't mean to just like completely <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, Kev. I promise. Mm. Uh, we will m keep you guys posted if anything happens in the next however many days leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, so just know that if something does happen, we'll likely have an emergency pod in the next handful of minutes after that. Uh, we'll I'll address it Sunday. when you tell me to take it. Uh, take the okay. from the we'll end. We'll have a right? show for you on Sunday, pre-game and post-game. I will. You can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourdain. You can follow us at us. Can somebody fill me in? What's going on? As Will H in the chat says, whose Cookie Monster is better? Poll A Espo B zero to two C. <laughs> C above average, and D, Cheeks Clinic. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs>